everything that our people did, their way of life, was always set on our ancient beliefs by our people. The way they lived, the way they thought. This idea comes from the old people. I'm only repeating to you what they've told them, to me and to many other people. Swale, my good Stalo people. Welcome to a new season of the Stalo Signal. I am so excited to be here with you. My name is Aalia. I'm so happy to be back in the host chair after my maternity leave. I really want to thank Sharon Denemy for jumping into the job with both feet while I was gone. Most of you know me as Teresa, but I'm in the process of bringing my ancestors forward and I've transitioned to using my ancestral name. This decision fits right in with our new focus for the season. Instead of concentrating on the details of treaty and self-government, which our six communities of the Stalokokwelmuk Treaty Association are still working towards, we want to talk more broadly about it, what it means to be Stalo and just how we're connected to everything in Saltamuk. We are calling this season Guided by our Siwis. Siwis is Halkamalem for our teachings, and in this season of the Stalo Signal, we're going to be talking to knowledge holders, elders, youth, and anyone in between. We will be interviewing new people, but we are also going to try diving into the archives at the Stalo Resource and Research Center, where we found hundreds of recordings of our people talking about so many aspects of our lives. We are even going to be reaching out to some of you to ask that you take the host chair. Why? because we believe in Stalo. In doing our research for the season, we talked with Nakahatsi, Sonny McKelsey, as he shared a list of Halkamalem principles he's created during his interviews with elders over the years. As we are guided by our Siwis this season, our aim is to share at least one of these principles each episode. Our first episode focuses on Saltamuk Tequelo, Holmit to make wastam eat kulat. This is our land. We have to take care of everything that belongs to us. To start, we're going to let Kulekwia, Rena Point Bolton, who opened the show, finish her thoughts. She is my grandmother and lives on Skelkale in Tokwek territory, but she was born in Samath and has a real depth of experience from all over our territory and beyond. Knowledge passed down by her grandparents and learned throughout her really, really inspiring life. The ancient beliefs of our people was that because they had been here for thousands of years, the outer layer of, of the earth was the remains of our ancestors. And anything that grew on the land grew on the remains of our elders, our ancestors, whether it's trees, grass, and anything that ate of this, whether it was animals, birds, and the fish ate a lot of whatever the water washed down. The fish became sacred like the animals and the birds that lived on the land. And they became our brothers because we, we ate the fish and the birds and the animals. And when we died, we went back to the earth and we grew more vegetation and trees and grass. And so 
nothing was ever lost, and it continued on forever. Kwasai, thank you so much to my grandmother, Hulehuya. It is so good to hear these thoughts and to be reminded of these things. This truly is our Stalo worldview. It is what makes us who we are. We are so honored to have people who remember and teach us these things. Here is Nechakatsi, Sunny McKelsey, talking more about concepts that are important to our Stalo way of life. Listen, I never forget the late Aggie Victor saying, I want you young people not to forget that the spirit of those three chiefs are still inside that rock. Right? And I wasn't quite sure what she meant about that. She didn't use the word shwali, but I wondered if that's what she was talking about. And so I talked to the late uh, Rosalind George Yamalot, so I asked her, what is shwali? And so the best way I can describe shwali is how she describes it. She goes like this, she puts her hands on her chest, she says, shwali is inside you here. It's in your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-grandparents, your great-great-great-grandparents. It's in the rocks, it's in the trees, it's in the grass, it's in the ground. Right. So that, to me, then, I realized what shuli is and how it connects, you know, because it's inside us, it's in our ancestors, it's in the rocks, it's in the animals, you know, all the things that were transformed by Chichels. They all have shuli, and we have shuli, so that's what connects us to them. So that's what creates, you know, that responsibility that the chiefs are talking about. We have to take care of everything that belongs to us. Nakakatsi has been working with elders in recordings and talking about Stalar history for years. Many of the oral history recordings in the archives at the Stalar Resource and Research Center are interviews that he did himself. In non-COVID times, his tours throughout Saltamuk are an absolute must. We could talk to and about Sunny for hours and actually, we did one day on Zoom, which is where some of the next sections come from. So please excuse any sound glitches you might hear. But back to his Halkamelan principles. When you actually look at the principles list, to me, that's an expression of a law. It's just that no, none of the elders talk about it saying this is a law, right? But when you look at off to muk to equal law, to me, that's a statement of our Aboriginal rights and title, right? And it's almost like a law showing that we own this land. And then the chasmat demukstam eat kolat, we have to take care of everything that belongs to us. It seems like that's a law, an important law that our leaders have as a, as a responsibility and ourselves as a responsibility to take care of everything that belongs to us, right? And then that's a matter of looking at what belongs to us. And then, of course, you look at the words chachamas, which means our gifts, which includes everything that's out there, right? The animals, the fish, the birds, the land, the trees all those things, and it even includes the ceremonies, those are regarded as our gifts. Siwis Tatsul Kwet, teaching, learning together. All of this is helping us move forward together in a good way, which is one of the goals of the Stala Kukwamak Treaty Association. We will post his Halkamelan principles list in the podcast notes on our website, sxta.bc.ca forward slash podcast. We have so much to overcome and so much to build up. Much of our way of life has changed or been lost since the colonizers came. Saltamuk to Equilo, Cholmet to Mukwastam, Equilat. This is our land. We have to take care of everything that belongs to us. What is Stala territory? Well, we don't have a word that says Stala territory unless we want to say Stala Tamuk or Tamuk to Stala or right, the land of the Stala. But instead, we refer to it from the first person where we say Saltamuk, our land. So we take ownership of it, right? So, you know, it kind of means stall territory, but literally it means our land. 
off to me. So then I talk about the boundaries, where a boundary is up on the other side of Five Mile Creek, all the way down to the mouth. And then even talk about how Alan Gutierrez said that uh, our boundary actually goes over to Vancouver Island, includes our relatives over there that speak Halkmeenam, uh, right? And then, so you have to understand the three language dialects, Halkmeenam, upriver, from Sumaz all the way up to Yale, and then Mathakwe or Matsqui all, all the way down to Humathquiam is what we call um, Hunkmeenam. And then on an island, same language, but over there they go Hulkmeenam. I just wanted to drop in to say that our outreach team is also going to be doing more work with our language this year. We're exploring vocabulary with Christine Seymour, who teaches Halkamalam at our local school district schools. Watch for videos and our socials at the SXTA on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we'll of course post them on our website, sxta.bc.ca. Back to Sunny on our language and our land. Yeah, in the old days, people, when people got up and spoke, they actually, you actually knew where they were from just by the way they spoke. That's when you start looking at the dialects. And so like upriver, there's the upriver dialect, then there's the downriver dialect, and then there's the island dialect. And you go to each of those dialects and there's what we call micro dialects or else what we call tribes. So the Teat tribe, Popcom and Seaward all the way up to Yale, right? The Chehalis or more properly pronounced Elis is all on the Harrison Lake and the upper parts of the Harrison River. And then the Palalch, or people say Palalt, but it's Palalch. And that's all around Agassiz, Rosedale, from Chiam all the way down to Squa, and also including Kokopath, right? Or people say Kokopoth, but it's Kokopath. It's got to do with the little apples. Koop is the apple, right? Kokopath is like the little, little small um, with the crab apples, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the Chilliwack, right? It's Akwek, Samath, Skowlitz, Lekamo. And then there was the formerly, the Chatsak, who all died off, those are all the upriver. Then the downriver starts with Mathaqui, and you go down to Qualtlin, Kaitsi, Humethquiam, and uh, all the others that were in, in there, right? And those are the, when you look at that, you have to understand that's how we organized ourselves in the past. And then that's why you have these political organizations that have formed in the last two decades, like Tzalfeyak tribe formed like probably way over 20 years ago now. And because that's what they are, they are a tribe, right? And when you look at, uh, when you go to court and ask about Aboriginal rights and title, Indian bands who are made up by the, or a construction of, or a construct of the Indian Act do not hold Aboriginal rights and title because the Indian Act made these Indian bands and the Indian Act, the government of Canada has no jurisdiction over Aboriginal rights and title to, to do that. So they can't make these things and say, okay, you have Aboriginal rights and title because they have no jurisdiction to do that. But who does? Well, historically as tribes, we held that Aboriginal rights and title. And uh, a good um, proof of that is if you ever go to, or if you ever read the Fort Langley um, journal and their census that they did back in 1838, the very first census that was done in our territory, what they were doing was asking people, where do you come from? They weren't saying Chiacto or Chawathol or, you know, anything like that. They were actually saying which tribe they were coming from, mm-hmm. right? But it shows you we identified ourselves by tribe, not by village, right? And that changed when the Department of Indian Affairs came in, started creating these Indian reserves, pushing us into the smaller pieces of land, and then we started identifying ourselves. So now today people ask where you're from. Well, I'm from Shohamo, right? 
But right for there, I should be saying I'm from the Teat tribe, the village of Shohamo, you know, in, in the Teat tribe. Sol Tamuk to Equilo, Kalmet Tamuk Wistam, Equilot. This is our land. We have to take care of everything that belongs to us. It really feels good to say that again. It also feels like we've just started on this topic, which is so true. We're hoping to entice you to listen to our short podcasts, and we're so excited to bring you this season of teachings. This wisdom came from our ancestors via our language and our knowledge holders all throughout Saltamuk. Our leaders have wanted to solve the land question for 150 years. We believe in our people, and we believe that when we govern ourselves, we can follow our own teachings and look at everything that belongs to us. Remember, if you have any thoughts or ideas for the show, and especially if you'd like to be a guest host, please contact us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca. Like our social media accounts at the SXTA or email us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca. We believe in Stalo. I'm Alia, and we're about to wrap up this episode, but I just want to hear from Rina, my grandmother, Hulehuia, once again. Everything that our people did, their way of life, was always set on our ancient beliefs by our people. The way they lived, the way they thought. It wasn't always political. Mm -hmm.